Hi, Creative. It's Lauren here, and I wanted to ask you a quick favor. If you like the show and it has helped you, please remember to rate, review, and follow it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. Also, consider sharing the show on your Instagram stories or Twitter. Tag the guest at Unleash Your Inner Creative and at Lauren LaGrasso, and I will repost to share my gratitude. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. And now, let's get to the creative chat. Hey, do you like having silly, childlike fun? How about getting inspired to take a big risk and do what you love full time? Well, how would you feel if I told you today you'd get both of those all in one gorgeous podcast? As Michael Scott once famously said, it's happening. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Creative with Lauren LaGrasso. I'm Lauren LaGrasso. I'm an award-winning podcast host and producer, singer-songwriter, public speaker, actor, and creative coach. And this show is meant to give you tools to claim the word creative, take fear out of the driver's seat of your life, and love yourself enough to pursue whatever it is that's on your heart. On the show, we explore the creative process and journey, mental health, self-development, and spirituality. On today's show, we have Unleash's most frequent repeat guest, that's my best friend, Johnny Manganello, or as I call him, Jaunt. Johnny is a cake artist, TikToker, host, and actor, best known for the viral popularity of his cakes page, at The Johnny Cakes, and for being on shows such as Food Network's Holiday Wars and The Try Guys. Today, you'll hear Johnny and I record live from my bed, for no reason other than we wanted to be comfy. You'll hear lots of silliness because the bulk of our friendship is creative play. But we do get a little serious at some point. We also talk about how throughout the course of the pandemic, he quit his day job to make cakes and make cake content full time. He shares how he got comfortable with setting a fair price, how he knew it was time to quit his day job, the best and the worst thing about being an entrepreneur, and <gasps> scandal. We have an open-hearted chat about why he and I have never worked on a creative project together and even tease something we might do in the future. All that and more, here's my chat with Johnny Manganello, a.k.a. Jaunt. Hello and welcome to In Bed with Jaunt and Lonks. It's the show formerly known as Unleash Your Inner Creative. <laughs> I'm going to let Johnny go ahead and introduce the show. Johnny, tell him what this show's all about. Well, you've heard of a bed. Yep. You ever been to a mattress store? Five times. And what did you think you were going to do in bed? Just sleep? No. No, you got to also use it for podcast recording. And business. Yeah. I mean, you spend half your you spend half your <laughs> life in bed. You know, you spend three-fourths of your life in bed. Yeah. Isn't that a staggering a statistic? A staggering stat. So we wanted to spend more than three-fourths. We wanted to <laughs> also record. Four-fourths four of your life. I... I I'm so excited to announce that I will not leave bed for one week straight. <laughs> anyway, so this is the podcast where we are in bed and <laughs> we wanted to get our money's worth out of our bed. So we decided to spend more than three-fourths of our life. Again, staggering statistic that we spend three-fourths of our life in bed. But hey, it's true. It's someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do <laughs> All it. All of us. So it's got to be the human race. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for having me. It's so good to be here. I'm not being, I'm, hey, I'm not Mickey Mouse in you. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not either. <laughs> I'm not dicking around here. I really don't like that saying, do you? Uh, well, I like it better than what my dad used to say, which was, don't pussyfoot around. Oh, yeah, that's better than pussyfoot. Pussyfoot? Yeah, who's got a pussy for a foot? And we always laughed and laughed when he said it, and he was always mad when he said, don't pussyfoot around, so us laughing just made him even more mad. Yeah. 
Well, John, yep. welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to be back. I haven't been here apparently since 2019. Well, actually, it was 2020, but you haven't talked about your own career path since 2019. Why, why, why was I here in 2020? <laughs> because in 2020, we had to help people not be so sad that the world felt like it was ending. So you came on the show and we actually talked about our experiences, weird experiences as theater people and actors here in LA. God, my memory is so bad. Babe, it was like the second week of the pandemic. We were all under extreme duress. Okay, well, so anyway, it's been a while yeah. and I'm super proud of you. Um, I'm going to introduce you at the beginning of the show, but Johnny, you're my best friend for anyone that doesn't know. And Johnny, just in the past couple months, is an entrepreneur fully funding your own life with the things you do. So take take. I know I, I I cut things off with my sugar daddy, and now it is just me. No, I never had a sugar daddy, but let me tell you something. Not a bad idea. N- no. Yeah. No, and actually, like I hear people talking like the deals that they strike up. Like yeah, very going fair. to dinner once a week. Very fair. I would do that. Unleash your inner sugar daddy baby. See, but I don't think it should be called sugar baby. I think it should be called a salt baby because you're sucking them dry. Well, wait a minute. I'm not sure I agree with that, Low. Okay. Is this internal misogyny? Them... No, I just think you might be bringing them joy. Okay. I was just thinking from a monetary perspective. Mm. They usually have a lot of money. Yeah, that's yeah. right. They have money to spare. One time someone reached out to me to be a sugar baby, but they only offered me 400 a month, which I thought was a really bad deal. Did you get it on like a DM or something? Yeah, DM. Mm, yeah, mm. we've been there. All right. Well, if anyone wants to apply, Johnny and I are very much ready for a, a sugar re- father. For, I think I'm ready for a sugar father. <laughs> So, okay, you don't have one, though. You're fully funding your own life right now. Fully fully fun- funding my own life, yeah. yeah By no. the way, uh, for anyone who's watching this, I want to let you know that I'm holding an E.T. pillow that Johnny got me. E.T. is my favorite movie, and Johnny got me this pillow, and it's now my favorite pillow. Yep. He's our son. This is this held up well. I mean, this is not a new pillow. I hold it all the time. You do? I hold it up well. No, but like actually, do you use yeah, it? Yeah, no, I love it. I use it. I like Well, it was under my bed cuz I didn't realize it had fallen under my bed for like a couple of years and then when and I got this new bed. There, wait a minute, for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. You didn't go under your bed for a few years? Why would you? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to because I'm at risk of making you feel bad about your your no, I admittedly so. I hadn't like cleaned under my bed. Maybe it wasn't a couple years. It had certainly been a bulk of months. Okay, so let so update people. You are funding your life with cakes. Yeah. Well, yeah. So so I think what yeah, yeah. No, so, make it simple. So I <laughs> I'm kidding. I think what you mean is like I quit my day job. Yeah. And now I'm like fully a cake. <laughs> Did you man. not like the way I said it? No, I mean it's fine. I just think it's like a little bit like if I was listening at home and I didn't know me, I'd be like, "What? Do you, what cryptic, like shady business?" Like funding your yeah. life with cakes. Uh, yeah. yeah, I am. So I I make cakes now. Well, I, I I made cakes for a long time. Well, for three years, and then yeah. at, at, like the uh, just about the three year mark, I I was able to quit my like day job, which like is amazing. Job. Yeah, it was nice. It was good to be um. Free. No, not free, but like on my own. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, like you have when you're on your own, it's a different kind of responsibility, but you have freedom mm. to do, you know, you're going to New York next week for a week. Live from New York, it's jaunt. It's jaunter day. Yeah, it's jaunter day <laughs> night. <laughs> so last time you'd come on, you had just been baking cakes for one year. Oh. Yes. And I think you were just starting to make some money from it. Yeah, which is funny because like I was probably charging like not. I was probably still. You were losing charging money. like three dollars. I remember being from the beginning. I'm like Johnny, you're not charging enough. You're like, well, 
So let's talk about that because yeah. you've had a huge blockage. I'm going to say something as your friend because I feel I can. That's you've fair. had a huge, huge blockage with asking for what you're worth for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like yeah. you're just finally stepping into that. What yeah. was that climb to accepting that these cakes that you're making are literal pieces of art? Well, it's just like beyond. It's not even like that. It, that even takes it too far, I think. Okay. For me, what was happening is I was creating cakes for people. And when I was like adding up the cost of not just labor, right. because labor, I wasn't even really factoring in that in, but like supplies and new tools I needed. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm making these like sculpted, highly designed cakes. So I need right. like a lot of different weird tools that you would never think of. Like, for example, I recently bought like a mold in the shape of a snake. Oh, wow. And it's like, where do you even find something like that? You, you got to look around. Mm. <laughs> snake Under your bed. Snakemolds.com. <laughs> I've been there. You know, like random things for each cake and they like add up. Yeah. So I was like net negative on these cakes. Yeah. You were net negative just from the ingredients. Right. And because because what I was doing is I was charging based off of what I thought people would pay. And now I'm like, oh, this is not a charity. Mm -mm. I need to like pay rent. And yeah. that's not a crazy ass. I don't know why. I think maybe there's something like midwestern values instilled on me where it's like no you just do things for people and like don't ask for anything in return or like you take the brunt of you know right the situation so that other people don't have to um but now i just like ask for money and if people don't want to pay my worth then i say i understand exactly but it's so weird even now i'm saying this and i still have this feeling of like oh god do i sound like a dick no you don't at all yeah. i think it's really important for people listening to hear that because so many creatives because it is something we love doing and and you know it brings people joy what most of the time what we're doing mm -hmm. it is really hard to figure out first of all what you want to charge and then usually up that and charge enough well also one other thing i should add is that like for the first few years i was doing it there were failure, a lot of failures along the way. So my hesitancy to charge people a lot or a reasonable amount, I should say, mm -hmm. not a lot. I should stop saying a lot. Yeah. A reasonable amount or what I, my or like worth, the going rate, really. Right. Is that, oh, what if I mess this up? Yeah. You know, uh, that resonates a lot with me because I do coaching and I feel that sometimes with coaching because I'm like, I'm charging a, a good rate for when I do coaching for people. And I'm like, what if they don't think that this is like enough? And then I like, I'm like, okay, well, look at your credentials. Look what you've done. Like, look at the, you know, people you've helped and your track record, but it's still hard. I think that that's always going to be, that's always, I don't want to say always, but it's going to be a continual blockage for me for a while. I think. I think that, um, there's two opposing forces on us that are unusual. One is that, tell me if you agree with this. Yeah, I will. This is my experience. Our parents' generation has this weird, puts this weird pressure on us to like be grinding, 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 doing the work mm -hmm. so hard that we kill ourselves Yeah, in the, in the process. Mm -hmm. And weirdly... The reverse of that is that, like, they're the generation that was, like, making a livable wage. They're the generation that had a middle class. They're the generation that had money to spend in the, like, Clinton 90s era. Yeah, like you know? leisure on, like, 100 yes. Beanie Babies. So it's just, like, outrageous to me that they put both pressures on us. One, work, 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 work yourself into the ground. And two, how dare you think that you can 
ask for money mm-hmm. when they themselves had money. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I guess this is a generalization thing because like I I guess no, there has been one time when my dad I was telling my dad like the rate I was gonna charge and he was like, Well, maybe you shouldn't ask that amount. Mm. I'm like, Well, why are you saying that to me, Dad? I'm like, Don't you think like I went through like my resume, I'm like, Don't you think it's worth that? And he's like, You're right. He's like, I'm projecting onto you because I feel that way. Like when I do work for hire stuff, because a lot of times he's making a commission off of something, he's a financial planner. Right, right, right. But he's like, When I do work for hire stuff, I get afraid someone's not going to want to pay me that amount. So I think we also have to realize they were raised by people who survived the Great Depression. Right. So it's like every generation we're doing better and better. I think Gen Z and below us really have an understanding of like, no, I'm not going to do that if it doesn't align with who I am and what I want to do. Like, right. And they how, just like, oh, how dare they draw that line? Yeah. Like, it's, it's so exciting to see. Yeah. I, I want to be more like them. Like, I am mm. jealous and I sometimes will hate on them because I'm jealous and want to be more like them. Like, I would love to know how to naturally not give a fuck. Well, and also, I mean, like, on a more specific level, they're not doing unpaid internships. They're yeah. not. You know, like that is and nor should they. And I just think it's odd if we like, yeah, that might be not give a fuck. Mm -hmm. But I think more specifically, it's no, they're just like not doing unpaid labor. Right. Well, I think that there's like a general sense of codependency in our particular generation that I don't think exists within them. Like they're more so independent and have a good platform of self-worth like i know you can't speak for an entire generation but just something i've seen no i can kind (laughs) something i've seen throughout a lot of them is that they just seem to have a better sense of self and a a lack of willingness to compromise that which i admire greatly and it's something i've i've had to learn and i'm still learning yeah yeah definitely i mean i i think that the pendulum is swinging back i think that we are age group like millennials we're told that we have to really struggle not not just like with the amount of hours we're putting in mm-hmm. but with the amount we're getting paid and the amount of like shit we have to take from yeah. our higher ups oh that for and sure and it's the absurdity of that is that our parents never would have done that mm-hmm. they were making good money and th- th- there was a minimum wage that was livable and you know like it, and it's college just, wasn't crazy expensive it's just revisionist history that mm-hmm. that makes us seem like oh entitled and like asking for too much it's like baby if we're entitled then you're richy rich asking for the moon yeah i'm serious yeah i know you are but what am i oh so to get back on track mm-hmm. when when do you think in the trajectory of like from 2019 when you last came on the show to now you got to the place where you were charging something you felt actually comfortable with very recently mm-hmm. did i start charging a, a rate that was like worth it for me like i make these cakes that take me days and many hours per day so it's only really worth it to me if i'm making like way more than you might expect from a cake so give some advice to people who are looking to set prices who maybe do also have this blockage that we seem to have like how do you go about finding the going rate like did you ask around did you google it how did you figure out what might be appropriate for a cake like that yeah so the the big thing that i recently heard that that kind of put it over the edge for me is that some like small business owner or something said, I don't make my prices based on your budget, which I thought was really great because it's like, if somebody can't afford it, that's fair. Like I do enough, I I do enough like stuff (laughs) pro bono for people, for people who can't afford my cakes that I don't feel bad about like 
charging the people who can afford my cakes. That's exactly right. And I think that's great advice a mentor gave me. She's like, you need to charge a rate that you feel comfortable with and that can bring you in the income you need so you can give back. Yeah. Because otherwise you're going to be totally tapped out and not have anything left to give to people who actually need it. Yeah. Um, so I don't set my prices now based off people's budget and I just swing big. And if someone says no, great, we don't have to work together. But most of the time people say yes. And you know, what's really interesting is I, a couple months ago said to my brother, Paul, I was like, okay, here's what I'm going to start doing. I'm going to start only doing certain things for this amount of money. This is my minimum. Mm -hmm. And if people don't want it, that's Mm -hmm. fine. I will not lower the price. Right. The idea being, I may get fewer orders, but I will get more money for those fewer orders. Mm -hmm. And if I start taking down my price and picking up more orders, I'll actually make less money. Does that make sense? Makes total sense. And you're going to be burnt out more easily. Exactly. Yeah. So did you look up going rates for what you're doing or did you just kind of, it was a gut thing? I recently had an experience where I was working alongside many other cake artists who are around my same like level of skill and experience. Mm-hmm. And I did, I asked them, how much would you charge? I showed them pictures of my cakes that I made. Right. So this was this flavor and fed this many people and this is what it looked like. And they'd be like, oh, that's, I would charge X number of dollars. And inevitably I was shocked Yeah. and happy Yeah. because I was undercharging for every single one of By them. By about how much? several several hundred dollars wow oh oh low like i believe you we can cut this out actually i hope you don't cut this out let's be two things one i am not rolling in cash i'm i'm just surviving in los angeles yeah right two i think people who work and like really work for their money as opposed to like people who inherit money Mm -hmm. or or people who are in the positions of power like ceos right and, and whatever so Everyone who is not that, everybody who is like hustling and working should be extremely transparent about how much money they're making. Mm-hmm. It only helps the workers. And it there's this myth that was created as far as t- TikTok has taught me a lot about this. There's a myth that has been created by the people in charge that you can't talk about money or you shouldn't. It's taboo to talk about money. But this is a new phenomenon to keep people who aren't in power down. Right. Because when they talk, there's there's knowledge and power. Well, that's how I got talk, a raise at my know. job. A, a person who was leaving told me how much she was going to be making at another company and my jaw hit the ground yep. because it was thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars above what I was making yeah. for the same job. So to answer your question, yeah. to answer your question, I was undercharging by about half, I would say. Like, if I was charging $300 for a cake, that cake would be at least $600. And by that, I mean, of the multiple people I asked, the lowest number said that. Right. That's what I was saying for years. I'm like, Johnny, I feel like that cake's worth a grand. Like, you're making a sculpture. It just happens to be a cake. Yeah. So, so proud of you for that. Tell me about the progression, because you did have a day job for a long time. Was Mm -hmm. it two, three years? Yeah. So tell me about the progression to finally go off on your own. What was that like? How did you make the decision? And what has the transition been like? So I um, was working an assistant job. I was working like 25 hours a week. And what was happening is 
I basically got the job near the start of my like cake making career. Yeah. And two and a half years later, what had happened is I had kept this job, but my cake making career had like accelerated pretty quickly. Yeah. And so what was happening is my cake stuff was getting in the way of being a, a good employee. And I recognized that. And so the breaking point was this summer when I, I went away to do a, to work on a project and I came back and I was like, hey, I got to leave the, mm-hmm. the assistant job because I'm not I'm not giving you the fair amount of focus. What you and need. Credit. Yeah. And there was somebody much better for this job than me. Um, so starting that week, like the week I quit, I had my first like big cake branded commission thing. Yeah. And on TikTok, was it? Yeah. And then since then, I've I've kept myself afloat just by doing that kind of work, really. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you're doing a a combination of branded stuff on TikTok. You're doing like kind of like cake hosting gigs when yep. they come up. Yep. Um. You've you've done a show. Mm-hmm. Um. You. What else? Are those the main sources? Yeah. So so the majority of the money I make now is through working with companies on cakes that I make for them. Uh-huh. And I'm using air quotes for the audio listeners here because. They're not even usually eating these cakes because yeah. I like cut into them. I haven't and, like, had one of your cakes them. in so long. I'm, I'll bring you some. I Thank got a you. Bunch. Um, <laughs> it will be ten thousand dollars. Perfect. <laughs> um, I, sorry, I just need to charge. I still my have your ET cake in my freezer. Is I still really? have ET's face in my freezer. Is he gonna make it? I think I'm just gonna keep it With, forever. But when you move, do you think he'll bring it? Like, I think in so. Your moving boxes. I think so. <laughs> um. So yeah. So companies will come to me and say, "Hey, I, I'm gonna give you an example." Um. Hey Crocs, I'm 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 Joe from Crocs. I'm so jealous. We that want you're you to make them. we want you to make a cake in the shape of a croc, and I I basically film a thirty to sixty second video that I post on TikTok and do like narration over. Yeah, it's sort of like an ad for them. One thing I we've neglected to, my... to say is your TikTok has like exploded beyond. Like I know that you're comparing it to like other TikToks, but like it's it's huge. You what are you like six hundred seven hundred thousand followers now? You did that during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. And you really like niche down and found this wonderful brand where you're not just showing off your talent, which is huge, but your personality, which I think is your greatest asset. Thank you. That's why I fell kind. in love with you. Oh, thank um, you. It's really amazing what you've done. And like, so tell me with Croc, I know you posted a, a video of a Croc cake. Were you already working with them at that time or was that just for funsies? So that was a weird, That that's actually the, the weirdest thing that's happened is that most brands, if I'm making a cake for them, it comes from them reaching out to me and saying, hey, would you be interested in this idea? Mm-hmm. But I just always wanted to make a croc cake. I just thought it'd be fun. Yeah. So I made it and then croc saw it and asked if I wanted to do more. See, I think that's a brilliant way of doing it. Like I've heard some influencers talk about that where they'll like post something that they actually like yeah. and tag the brand and then the brand reaches out to them. Yeah. I've been really lucky because every brand I've worked with well, maybe this isn't luck. Maybe this is like me being selective. 
but every brand I've worked with is like a brand that I like I actually like stand by what I'm doing it's important and I'm also lucky I'm in the position where I can turn down things that I don't want to do right because that's it's super important Mm -hmm. for me me too I'm turning down work left and right, honey. Yeah. I actually do sometimes. Like I, I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. There was like a person who independently, like outside of my job, reached out to me for some consulting work on a podcast they were thinking of doing. And like they had never listened to a podcast before. And I was like, I like and had no intention to listen to one. And I'm like, I How can't. Can you never listen to a podcast. I can't help you. <laughs> it couldn't be easier. I can't help you. I'm so sorry. I can't. <laughs> you gotta. All right, I'll help you. Listen to a podcast. I did tell him that. I said, listen to some podcasts, see what you like, and then like if, and then go and like talk to people on your like social media outlets. Yeah. And if they respond to that, then we can talk. And yeah. they never called me again. Okay. Well. Hey. <laughs> Maybe they'll come crawling back. It's okay. I don't really want them to. Okay. Don't come. <laughs> if you're listening, if this is the podcast you chose to listen to, <laughs> literally don't so come much. back. <laughs> <laughs> but don't come back. Okay. Well, I'm so proud of you. I mean, I think it's amazing. How, like, so far, what has been the greatest benefit and the greatest challenge of this? The best thing for me is maybe also the worst thing, which is I am independent. Mm hmm and get to do what I want to do. And that's a good thing because I think it's obvious why it's a good thing. Yeah. I don't have to answer to like a boss and I get to do what I want to do. That's mm-hmm. just a good, great thing. The reason that's also maybe the worst thing is because it really feels like I always have to be on and I yeah. always have to have my wheels spinning. And sometimes it's hard to separate work from life because my work now feels like it is my life. How are you setting boundaries for yourself so you can still enjoy being a person? Like this is going to sound like a joke, but it's totally real. I have to take my phone, walk to my bedroom, put it like under my covers shut the door and go into the, like the living room mm. like i do like phone free hours now that's where awesome. i'll go for a walk without a phone which probably at night isn't the best but whatever oh don't do that um <laughs> no but you know what i mean yeah, like i, I have to separate and say we're gonna be done i kind of want to get a second phone that's just like a flip phone i think that's a great idea all right you should there's something um i don't remember what it's called but there is a phone like that that actually uh-huh. attaches to your iphone uh. so it's your same number but you can't text on it or anything. It's literally just Wait, for calls. And you can program nine numbers into it. Great. Yeah. I'll program yours. Mama's. Mama's. The Olive Garden at the Burbank oh Town Center. Oh, my gosh. I went there last weekend. Gorgeous. What day? Oh, so good. Saturday. I told you you could come, but you didn't follow up, so I figured you weren't interested. You were not there on Saturday I, last week. Were you? Yes. Are you serious? You're kidding. No, I went there last Saturday with Lauren Tannenbaum. What time? Uh, Seven. I went there at like... 7.30. I was there. No. Yeah, we were drinking at the bar and then we went and sat. Wait, what? Because remember the night before I said, do you want to come with me? I'm going with my friend yes, Lauren. But, yes, but that felt very, and it was a kind offer, but it felt like one of those things where I was like, you have plans, I'm going to let you do that. But I went with my friend Christian and Nate and we went Saturday night around, I want to know exactly what time, I bet we were there at the same I time. I think it, we went We went at 7, we sat at the bar because it was like a half an hour wait. Yeah, I and, waited the half hour and we went to Marshall's, or uh, TJ Maxx. Okay. While we waited. Yeah, we w- sat at the bar, had a dirty martini. Gorgeous. And then we went and ate at a table, we got a booth. What'd you have? I had the unending soup salad and That's what sticks. I had. Okay. Who was your server, John? It was a young lady, she was beautiful and so kind. Nope. 
Mine was not. A young lady, but was, <laughs> but beautiful, was beautiful and, and was kind. so How kind. funny. What a beautiful... I mean, if this Olive Garden thing isn't the, like, this clip, is the clip for the episode... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I want the. Isn't that fun to I watch want two people control. realize something? <laughs> That's insane. But I'm now I'm sad though. Like this is the overwhelming feeling I have. Honestly, I feel really sad that I didn't know you were there because I would have loved to see you. Well, I'm right here in your bed. I know, That's, but but what's better than the Olive But Garden? I feel sad for myself last week. I'm sorry. Did you have fun? It, Oh, I had the best time. I love Lauren so much. Yeah, great She's, girl. I got to have her on the podcast. Like, we've been trying to get her on the podcast for a really long time. We recorded two episodes. The first one, like, I accidentally got drunk during the episode, and it was just not good. It was bad. I sounded super, like, annoying. Okay. And then the second one, we were talking about a really important topic, but she wasn't ready to talk about it yet. Like, she uh, realized yeah, after, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. we just, you know, kept it for ourselves. Yeah, I wasn't ready to talk about the Olive Garden. <laughs> Honestly, same. It's a really tender so subject. So if you could cut that part out, I'm gonna that'd cut be great. out the garden, cool. but I won't cut out the olive. Wow. Well, we just have great synergy. No matter the day, we knew. No I felt a hour. calling to the all of garden. Uh, well, you knew I was gonna be there. Why didn't you tell me? I forgot, Lo. Oh wow. Also, in my defense, we had just seen each other the night before. Yeah. So I I didn't feel like oh I'm gonna crash your party. Yeah, but John, you were there. I forgot. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I forgot. I'm getting mixed messages. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to have to Okay. Go we're going to move on. So I do <laughs> think that this is, a, this is a really good way to end it. Because something I've been thinking about a lot lately. When you and I first met, yeah. we really wanted to do a talk show together. Remember that? Live with Regis and Kelly. Live with Regis and Kelly, but live with Lonks and Jaunt. Yep. <laughs> Lonks is what you call me sometimes. Yep. And, and I John. call you Jaunt all the time. Yep. So... We didn't do that. No. And uh, we've done a couple things. I mean, we play to get, like, we play kind of like, I don't know how to explain IRL, it. Yeah. yeah. We're just always, like, playing we and, play. like, doing little sketches yeah, together, yeah, yeah, but yeah. not filming them, just for fun. Yeah. But we we never, like, and we've done After Buzz TV, but we never really do anything together creatively. And I want to know why you think that is. Like, I've been actually trying to figure that out lately, and I really still want to do something with you. I feel like you're hesitant, though. No, I don't feel like I'm hesitant. My feeling is, no, I don't feel that way at all, actually. I don't collaborate with my friends that often. The mm. only thing I do with friends, and I don't even do this anymore, is that show we did at Bar Lubitsch, oh, right. which you didn't want to do, which is fair. No, I did want to do it, but I think I was really scared. So Johnny did this really cool show at Bar Lubitsch, which is a venue I've played a lot of music at, and it's amazing, really cool place in LA if you ever get the chance go. But he did this really cool character show where they'd all write monologues, yeah. him and his friends, and then go up and perform them. I did want to do it, but I think I was really scared to write and perform something since it had been so long at yeah, that yeah, point yeah. since I'd acted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I definitely did want to do it. I just never got around to it. And then the pandemic happened. Right. And yeah. Yeah, we haven't done the show now. Um, no, I would say I don't collaborate much with my friends. And I think there's a reason for that. I think it's because I, a few things, I have laser focus on tasks at hand when it mm -hmm. comes to creativity. And right now that laser focus is on cakes at a time. It was on my solo show mm -hmm. at a time. It was on the character show. Yeah. And I actually don't have, I really don't have bandwidth to do other things right which is why i'm not like there are a lot of people i know who's like oh i'm writing a novel and i'm teaching a class and i'm in a pottery program and you know what i mean yeah and that's just never been me i can't do pottery and n novel and that and so 
I have had creative projects that I've done solo. And so like the idea of starting something new with anybody seems daunting to me. I know. I just feel like it's such a waste to not do something together. I also, I, I hear you. I also have two brothers who create, who work together creatively and I don't yeah. with them. And it's because, same thing. It's like, my mom's always like, why don't you all three do something? Like, it's so crazy that you've never all three done something. Like, it's nothing against them. It's just, I'm not. You prefer solitaire. And in life, we're so, we do so many fun, weird, interesting things that to me, that fills a, a void in my heart. Yeah. Do you feel that way? I do. But at the same time, like I love podcasting so much. Like I want to do something with you in this area because I feel like whenever you and I talk, it's like it's magic. And why not capture that? All right. Well, hey, we're here today. Today we did it. No, seriously. Yeah. So, okay. I'm not but, saying no. But what I love about our friendship no. is there's so much to it. It's like, yes, you heard at the top, we can be so silly and stupid and fun. But then we can also really get deep. So, anyway, I think we should just stay open to it. And I, before we die, I want to do at least one thing together. Okay. I have an idea for a podcast. Okay. We bring these microphones to the... I'm not being funny. Okay. I'm we not We bring laughing. these microphones to the Olive Garden or any chain restaurant. We eat, and as we eat, we talk about what we're eating, we rate the food, but we also, like, see where the conversation leads. Okay, that sounds like fun. Let us know if you'd listen to that. Let us know, right in. Um, we can do, we could even do fast food, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we're going to keep and we could bring, on this. And we could bring guests in. Oh, and we could bring the E.T. pillow. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I think that answers it, and that makes sense to me. I also think, like, I've tried to galvanize us a couple times, but I've also lost steam. You know, because I'm doing too many things. Yeah. Where where are you going to do more? Well, I think this sounds like fun. Okay. I just, I think I realized that with most of the things I'm doing, I'm not having enough fun with them. And I think that's a big part of why maybe a lot of them aren't taking off in the way they could. It's because like, it's like feeling like work versus like me finding the joy and the spark in it. I want to do something stupid. Okay. Same here. That's what I want to do. I don't want I don't want any I don't want to learn serious. any lessons. I don't, I don't either. Want, I, no. Okay. So we'll okay. go What should we call it? We should call it um chain restaurants, chain chain link. How about chain reaction? Oh. Cuz we react to our chain That's restaurants. That's so good, Johnny. Okay. Should we cut this out so people don't steal the idea? If you steal it, you know who did it. You know it's my idea. Don't steal my <laughs> podcast idea. <laughs> Oh, you just peaked so bad. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I feel like this was a pretty good episode. I think it was a good. <laughs> <laughs> this has been if another. You disagree. Thank you so much for listening to Unleash Your Inner Creative. Here, wait. Can I do the intro again? Yeah, go, go for it. Creativity. Do you have it? Probably not. <laughs> I'm here to unlock your bedroom door. <laughs> Creep in in the middle of the night and give you all the feelings of creativity. Th- this is Unleash the Beast with Lauren Legrasso. That's the name of the show, folks. And you heard it here first. I think this was fun. I think it was really fun. High five. I don't know why I use my microphone hand to high five you. All right. Listen to Chain Reaction coming to anywhere you get your quality podcast in 2022. Yeah, that's right. It's a year of... Eating. Eating. <laughs> All right. Love you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. And thanks to my guest, Johnny Manganello. For more info on Johnny, follow him at the Johnny Cakes on TikTok, Instagram, and wherever you like to look at cakes. 
Thanks to Unleashed producer Emily Shulmanovich. You can follow her at We Can't Find Emily. Thank you to Liz Full for the show's theme music. Follow her at Liz Full. And again, thank you. If you like what you heard today, remember to rate, review, and follow Unleash on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. Share the show with a friend and post about it on social media. Tag me at Lauren LaGrasso and at Unleash Your Inner Creative, and I will repost to share my gratitude. Also tag Johnny at the Johnny Cake so he can share too. My wish for you this week is that you play in your friendships, at work, in your life. Being creative can happen all the time. It doesn't have to be for any reason. My friendship with Johnny is wonderful proof of that. I love you and I believe in you. Talk with you next week.